Good morning, and welcome into the Blitz live here in the Fan Run. We're live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm Charlie Collier. To my left, the victorious Andy Brock, back behind the board, Sam Beard, on this Tuesday morning, Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. It's rainy. It's cloudy. It's... Not a pretty day in Knoxville, but uh, it's a good day here in the in the studios. It's a good Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How's everybody doing? Can't imagine any of us are doing as good as you. No. Nope. There's no way you you both are doing as good as me because it is a very good Tuesday. Um, one of the best mornings I've had in a long time, waking up knowing that your team has won a road playoff game for the first time in my life. First time since First 1993. Time. I've never been alive for a uh, a Cowboys road playoff one. Either has Dak Prescott, by the way. So really, yeah, no, he was born six guess, months after. Yeah, <laughs> they made mentioned it on the broadcast several times last night. Yeah, I mean, I turned I turned the volume off the broadcast after the first quarter. Really, not a Joe Buck Aikman fan. Uh, the game I was not a fan of the game. <laughs> How so? In what way? Just because the Cowboys were winning or that it was a blowout or what? There was nothing fun about that game for anyone that wasn't a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I, I get that. It was pretty pretty disgusting uh, in terms of the the Buccaneers' offense. Yeah, no, I, I put the game on mute <clears throat> and started playing Madden in Fair enough. the second quarter. And then Fair enough. I even took it a step further and, and just watched a movie in the second <laughs> half. And, uh, Man. With it still on mute, like, so I still had it going in the background. To see Tom Brady get like 17 chances to maybe try to mount a crazy three yeah. and come back only to never actually have a chance. I didn't feel safe until maybe six minutes left in the fourth quarter um, because our kicker completely decided to not play football last night. He was just playing games. He was just being a silly goose out there. That was crazy. I've never seen that before. I don't, I've never seen that before. So I was super frustrated still with that. But yeah, even at halftime, I was like, Am I supposed to feel good right now? Because I don't. Just because it was Tom Brady on the other end. You never know with Tom Brady, that guy. Can always mount a little comeback. Can always win. Turns out he just it just wasn't his year. Turns out he just was not good this year. Buccaneers weren't a good team at the end of the day. And there was nothing really to be worried about. I've been uh, I've been on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady's demise now for a couple years. So I was a little early to the party. Uh, Bruce Arians and Chris Godwin and a great offensive line and Mike Evans saved him for a couple years, but that great offensive line fell apart and Tom Brady continued to get older and worse and yeah. And Bruce Arians is no longer the Bruce head coach. Bruce Arians is no longer there to save him. The play calling was terrible. Oh. I don't really know how you call <clears throat> plays for a washed 45-year-old quarterback either. I will say Tom had one moment where I was like, that kind of was was insane. That little Pat Mahomes flip when he had when he rolled out and did that little shuffle flip over to Godwin. I was like, what I will has say, happened? Tom Tom did show the most <laughs> athleticism I've seen Tom that Brady show in about 10 years when he tried to With slide that, tackle somebody. Yeah. It, yeah. Can you, what was like, that? What I feel was like, that? I feel like no one – I was scrolling the timeline a couple times. And I was like, did anyone – like, why is no one saying anything about that? There's definitely going to be a defensive player later today come out and say, like, what, like, and be, like, very critical of that. I'm sure Michael Parsons will have something to say on Twitter. 
Yeah, that's crazy. He was out here like going for the knees and slide like, tackling. I texted you guys immediately. Like, did anyone else see that? Slide, I didn't see it. I, yeah, tackling? I saw it. I didn't see it until like I saw something on Twitter about it. Like a, a little slow motion. He came up short. He was playing FIFA. It looked like he was playing FIFA, and like he just <laughs> accidentally pressed slide tackle. But, like, he, he was it like was one of those things where he was like, "I'm just gonna have fun and do something I haven't done, maybe ever done." I think it was one of those things where he was just like, "I'm angry at how bad this is going, and I want to try to tackle this person, and I'm an old man, I'm and 45. I don't know what to do, and I'm just gonna panic and slide tackle." Yeah, I don't think like I, I don't think it was malicious. No, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe. dirty, maybe, but, like, <laughs> malicious, no. I think it was just, like, panicked, uh, trip him. Oh, shoot, you can't do that. Like, I think it was probably, like. I'm not going to give Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt. He's been in this league for, what, how many years now? Like, 20-something? Yeah, and he's never. You're telling me that tackle you're he telling knows me that what he to do. He hasn't learned that from. Yeah. Mac Jones probably learned that from Bill Belichick over in New England. I'm sure uh, Bill Belichick taught Brady it over there. In I'm New not England giving too. Tom the benefit of the doubt on anything at this point. I'm okay Two with players, players playing dirty, too, though. I just think it's hilarious. I'm cool with it. That was crazy. Um, yeah, shout out Tom Brady for just being a little bit crazy last night. That's about all he could do. Oh, no. About all he could do. Um, no, no, no. What's wrong with it? The Browns just hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. Oh, man. Jim Schwartz. Yeah. He was basically like our closet defensive coordinator. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. I would rather have him than Shane Bowen. Mmm. Interesting. That's big news. I mean, you'd hope for how long Schwartz has been there now that Bowen can learn some of those tricks of the trade from him. I'm going to be completely honest. I did not know who that name was until you just told me who it was. He was He was like an old Yeah, he's been a DC. He's been around the block a yeah, time or two. Quite a or few three times. 3 or 4 yeah. or 7. Quite a few times. 14 maybe. He he's been a head coach, right? Yeah. Eagles. No. Has he? he has a name that yeah, sounds like he's been, been a head coach. Has he been an interim coach. or has he like been a full-time no, he was head, head coach for the Lions? <laughs> Good for him. I guess yeah. Oh, he was just a senior defensive assistant? Yeah. Y'all didn't promote him. Then someone's going to grab him. Well, I mean, I think he was a senior defensive <laughs> assistant because it seemed like at the time he had gotten to the point in his life slash career where he was just, like, cool with what he was doing and where he was at. And Turns out no. Reserved role. But, I mean, he's uh, he's pretty big for our defense. So, Well, not, to, ta- not to take to away from your, your sad moment here, but. Back to your happy uh, Yeah, back to Cowboys winning playoff games, right? Maybe you can really get get crazy and win a second. I don't I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Right? I mean, yeah, you guys haven't been to an NFC championship since 1996. 95, 96, yeah. I have I have never seen the Cowboys win more than one playoff game. I've seen this before, so yeah. Job's not finished. Um again, for everyone out there saying this was our Super Bowl, yeah, it was our Super Bowl. Yeah, we beat Tom Brady. Beat an under 500 team. I want to be happy about it. I'm going to be happy about I it. I want to get the two clips of Andy just like from <laughs> yesterday's show being like, you know what I hate? People calling a game their Super Bowl, their team's Super Bowl. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this I'm saying and like it was people. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for, for people saying after a great win, after a great playoff win, no need to diminish someone's excitement by saying, oh, you treated th- this was your Super Bowl, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's 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 have the same energy. If if uh, Tom Brady had beaten the Cowboys, you know how 
how tragic it would have been on on the internet for the Dallas Cowboys. How tragic it would have would been. Would have been nice for me. It would have been bad. So, yeah, there was a lot on the line. I mean, this is the difference in, you know, maybe Mike McCarthy's job, maybe Dak Prescott's future. Oh, I mean, if the Cowboys would have lost last yeah, night. Yeah, this was a big game. I was... I mean, if we would, if we had a three-hour show instead of a two-hour show, like we would have gotten into that yesterday. Yeah. Like, what would the Cowboys' future have looked like? Would you have tried oh, to run it? It's back completely again? different. Now. It, it was a big like, game. Would you have tried to just be like, oh, well, maybe we should have gotten rid of Amari. Like maybe Ceedee Lamb can't yeah. carry the load. Like maybe we get another receiver. Maybe and that's not Mike what we're McCarthy's talking about gone. today like, because maybe, that was maybe the most important game of Dak Prescott's career up to up to this point. I mean, he's had some. What could have been more important games, but he lost a few. I was blown away by back by Dak Prescott. He played last amazing night. last night. He played. Where's that guy been? Absolutely amazing. Where's that guy been? He's been there before, like once every four weeks. But yeah, not not on a consistent level like that. Like that is the Dak Prescott that you you just like you you say is a top ten quarterback in the NFL without a doubt. Like that was a top five NFL quarterback performance last night. What he did last night was. I, that performance was top five quarterback level. He doesn't stay at What'd that you all say year. Before that, though, hmm? what'd you say right before you called that performance a top five quarterback performance? Did you say it's a top ten quarterback? Like, I'm just making sure we're not calling Dak Prescott a top five quarterback this morning. Is all no, he's a okay. top ten quarterback though. He's right there. Yeah, he's like eight to twelve. I'm saying the what he did is top five quarterback yeah, performance. I mean, that I agree with. I'm just making sure if that he we're could not do that consistently. No, him. he's not that consistent on a uh, on a day. This year, he has not Sounds even like been close we're to a top ten. About quarterback. what I was trying to say about Josh Allen, but just on a different scale of like Josh Allen performs like the top quarterback, but I think more consistently, he's more like three or four sometimes. Well, no, because there's not that Joe Burrow is also the same way. Maybe. <laughs> Every, I mean, of course, every quarterback has up up and downs. Dak Prescott is probably not going to play like this next week. If he did, that'd be great. Brock Purdy, though. I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. I'm worried about other people. Have we seen other, any downs from that kid? Yes. Has he ever lost a football game? No. No. Amen. You know what? Dak's record, though, as a rookie was, was pretty good, too. Did he lose? He lost twice. Yeah, that's right. Brock Purdy's about to lose once. <laughs> he's about to lose once. I'm, I'm seeing Dak it. Dak Prescott, he's already, he's just already been passed by Brock Purdy. No, Brock no. Purdy's going to show up. Oh, no, don't weekend. tell that to me. Um, shout out Dak. Yeah, he he played amazing last night. Um, Kellen Moore. Is that his first playoff win? Second. Second. Yeah. He so beat he, the he Seahawks. At home. Okay. Beat yeah, the Seahawks that. at home back in uh, 2018. So Brock Purdy's one playoff win behind Dak, career-wise. Okay. Yes. Noted. Yes, shout so out Brock Purdy. So this weekend, Brock Purdy will probably tie back yeah. for playoff wins, or be two behind, or pass him in like two weeks. I was so yeah, I was seeing stats out there that was like Tom Brady total playoff wins thirty five, Cowboy career franchise playoff wins thirty five. I'm like, okay, let's put this <laughs> in perspective because Tom Brady has more playoff wins than probably ninety five percent of NFL teams out there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so like let's let's cool it on that stat a little bit. Cowboys have like the fourth most playoff wins of any franchise, so let's let's hold up on that. So you had a great Monday night. Congratulations yes. yeah. on I'm everything. I'm feeling really good. Uh, all the good that happened. Sam, good Monday. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I needed the Bucks to win that game. I really, really I needed, needed the, the Bucks, Bucks to win, win that game. game too. 
And I just wanted a more competitive football game to watch. I, I wanted the overtime game and wild card weekend. I didn't get it. <laughs> I, yeah, I know we I haven't also, had the overtime. I also yet. really wanted a better football game last night. Thanks a lot, Tom Brady. Yeah. I also wanted a better football game next weekend, though. So. What do you what? You don't think uh, Cowboys and 49ers are going to be a good game? I don't think any matchup out of that game with the Niners is going to be a great no, game. I was to be honest. Compliment. But I guess the I guess the. Cowboys make it a better matchup. I thought you were saying you were. I was wa- saying I wanted a good game last night, but I guess I also wanted a, like, okay. a good game next week. I got like you. We're, we're more than like like we're more likely to yeah. get a better game on Sunday night. I think. Yeah. No. As a casual fan, last night that was a brutal game. To I watch. still don't feel great about getting a great game on Sunday night football, but we might get one. Might. I hope so. Or maybe you don't hope so. Or maybe I don't hope so. Yeah. Maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Brett Didn't Maher think about that. five extra points next time. Brett Maher will not be a, a cowboy. <laughs> I mean, well, would yeah, you? He will. Surely. Yeah, he will. Would you sign up for six Brett Maher missed PATs on Sunday night? Like right now, I ask you, would you sign up for it? Why would I sign up for that? Because it means you're scoring six touchdowns. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Uh, then yes. He's yeah. definitely not getting fired. Maher? Yeah, I, don't I mean they said. Why, why would he not? He's after, definitely going to get fired. I mean, this Mike happened. McCarthy to the, said after the game that they would prefer to stick with Brad Maher and work through this rather than try to bring someone in to replace him because they're going to need him. This happened to Randy Bullock with the Titans last year against the Broncos, right? Was it the Broncos that he missed? That's a couple years ago to open the season on Monday Night Football, That's what I'm thinking and that of, yeah. was he missed three extra points, didn't he? Not Randy Bullock. Yeah, that's just, what got Randy Bullock in Nashville, or that was uh, Goskowski. W- <sighs> oh, it was Goskowski. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say it's so hard to come Randy's back. Randy's from- excellent as long as you don't put him in the Randy zone, which is 41 to 49, which is kind of important. I think every team says that about their kicker. Like, oh, this guy's good if you put him in this zone. If you keep him out of this yardage, no. Like, are right. you not aware of what I'm <laughs> speaking of? I know what the Randy. Yeah. Like 40 yards and in, yeah. and 50 yards and greater, he's perfect. Yeah. And then from 41 to 49, he's like 53%. I'm just like, my buddy who's a Cowboys fan, I was watching the game with him, and he was kind of saying the same thing about Maher. Like, I'm just saying Is that. Is Maher I think every, zone like 50 plus, though? Because yeah. I don't like, think I've ever seen him miss like a 50 he, plus he's yard perfect field goal in Cowboys Stadium. He's never missed a 60 yard field goal in his career, which is crazy. Well, how many has he attempted? Like five or six. Enough for it to be impressive. Yeah, like he yeah, made back-to-back 60-yarders in one game because the first one, they called a timeout right before and he made it, or something happened right before, made it, and then he had to redo it, and then he made it again. I, uh, I feel like <laughs> every single Cowboys game that I watch at at home, so like any time the Cowboys are in Jerry World, I feel like at some point during me watching that game, Brett Maher makes a field goal of 50-plus yards. No, yeah, he is a good kicker, which is why that's so confusing. It's just like, it, it was baffling to me. five in a row, right? He missed four. Oh, yeah. yeah five in a row Going back, back to the last to the game. Commanders game. Yeah, that, that is baffling. That's that's one of those things that just doesn't happen with NFL I think kickers. he needs some ayahuasca. Ooh. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to put him on the Aaron Rodgers regimen. Um, but something, I, so we have to figure something out. I will say he very casually and nonchalantly made that, that final extra point, and the like it just kind of happened, and I didn't even like notice. Like I feel like he made that last one, so maybe the pressure's off. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna be honest; I didn't know he even made one last night. Yeah, he did. It like kind of happened, and no one. It, I it, guess it, I forgot. It about became it. routine at that. Like Joe Buck was like, "Hey, Maher makes the extra point," and then we go to break. And it was like, "Wait, he made he made the extra point." All right. Um, 
I, I for one, find it hard to come back from a performance like that. But I don't know. Maybe he can get his mind right this week. We'll see. Go back to that nice little fancy practice facility in Frisco and start start working on it. <laughs> What's the worst part about the Cowboys, honestly? Is it is it their head coach? The worst part about the Cowboys? Like, uh, could be it, the it, offensive mm, line, pretty solid, above average. You know, not as good as I'd some say of the traditional Cowboys offensive lines, but good. Dak Prescott, good. Tony Pollard, Zeke, good. Wide yeah. receivers, pretty solid. Defense, we know that's great. Dan Quinn doing a great job. Yeah. Kellen Moore called an amazing game last night. I'd like, say what you is look the at back of the Cowboys. You is look, it just fat Jason Garrett? No, I think you look at last night and you don't see many flaws. But in other games, I think, yeah, it's it. If if Dak is inconsistent, that's that's a struggle. Can inconsistencies um, inconsistencies be traced back to like coaching? Yeah, no, I I don't think Mike McCarthy is the best coach by a long shot in the NFL. I think he's he makes decisions sometimes that you know baffle you. I I think the the team likes him, so that's good. Um, I think he does a, a fine job. He's a he's won a Super Bowl, so I mean he knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. Um, so I don't doubt that side of him, but I don't. He's not. He's. I don't know. There's. There's. There is something about him with his decision making and and just some of that like complacency maybe confuses me with him. I. I do feel like the overarching problem could be. Uh, I don't want. Don't want to say it because he's done a good job with the, the whole Cowboys brand and everything. But Jerry Jones and the management sometimes, you know, step oh, yeah. on themselves all the time, and that ends up being a, a huge issue. Obviously. obviously, obviously he's a mess. Yeah, no, obviously that is the overarching I think, like, mess. Three weeks apart, he got like pulled over on the street, known for prostitution in, in Dallas, and then like well, three weeks later, had his like unknown daughter unearthed. Uh, his personal life aside, I'm more talking about how he's oh, everything he does. Uh, owner and the GM and, and his decision making. Yeah, it gets very messy and, and complicated. And you don't know if the decisions are being made for the benefit of the team or the benefit of the brand to make money. Like, what is, what are the decisions being made for? So that's the part that is, you know, what can make the Cowboys a very hateable team and what can make the Cowboys, um, you know, not actually kind of be distracted from the whole winning aspect of it when you have all these nice things. I don't know. Um, so I'd say that's the overarching thing with this general team as itself. Yeah, maybe it does come down to the head coach and decision making, but. I don't know. Last night was pretty great. I've got no complaints. It's a really good feeling. Like one of the best feelings in the world is I think the day after, the morning after, the the moments after winning a playoff game in the NFL. You just feel unbeatable. Yeah. Like right now you woke up this morning I'm sure feeling invincible. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations on that. Uh so good night for Andy, good night for Sam. I had an all right night I guess. <laughs> Could have gotten a better game. Sorry. Movie I watched. I watched Arkansas. You ever heard of it? No. Nope. Oh. Had like Vince Vaughn, Liam Hensworth. It's about like a drug ring in Arkansas. It's an interesting movie. Sure. I actually never heard of that. It's pretty good. I gave it three and a half out of five stars. So good Pretty good movie. rating. Good movie. Well, what's cool. Like a, what's a bad rating on your scale? Under three stars. Yeah, like a two. Okay. Three stars to me is like an average C. movie. Like, three stars to me is like, oh, yeah, okay. I was entertained. It wasn't great. It had a middle. It had a beginning. It had an end. It had some decent acting. Like, okay, three-star movie, your typical movie. Three and a half is like, that was a little bit better than average. Four is like, that's a good movie. 
I actually I dropped my top 100 movies of all time this week. I know you're I know you were keyed in. I, I read that. I, I like a lot of those a lot of those movies on your list. It's a weird it's a weird list. I I know. Did you check out my list, Andy? What list? My top 100 movies of all time. Did you post it on Twitter? Yeah, I did. It's a great list. Wow. How long did it take you to craft that? Actually, not that long because I've just logged every movie I've ever watched and given it a star rating. So then I can just go look and I can look, all right, well, I gave these 32 movies five stars. So then rate these one through 32 and that makes one through 32. And then, then you go to your four and a half stars and so on. Okay. I get so it. Oh, so it was, on, oh, it was on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my great. top 100 is on Letterboxd. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a great movie. I don't know if I- It's if my it's... number one movie of all time. <laughs> It is a great movie. I, I I can't argue with you. My top ten is Forgetting Sarah Marshall, The Departed. Good movie. Wedding Crashers at Good three. Good movie. You love that movie. Jojo Rabbit at four. Peanut Butter Falcon at five. Prisoners at six. The Pursuit of Happiness at seven. A Time to Kill at eight. The Lincoln Lawyer <laughs> at nine. So doubling up on Matthew McConaughey lawyer movies. Let's go. And then uh, Remember the Titans at ten. You had Goodfellas too low in that in that list. Thirteen. I mean. The difference between Goodfellas at 13 and Forgetting Sarah Marshall at 1 is, like, <laughs> minuscule. Just a little bit of laughs. Mila Kunis, that's probably <laughs> the difference, if we're being honest. She's the most beautiful woman that's ever lived. Uh, but, hey, we'll we'll get into the playoff games. We'll get into Tom Brady's future, all of that and more. Coming up next here on The Blitz. Back here on the Blitz. Y'all, uh, y'all think we saw the end of Tom Brady last night? No. Maybe I think we saw the end of Tom Brady in, in uh, Tampa Bay. Easily. <laughs> Easily. The end of Tom Brady in, in Tampa Bay? Yeah, he's out of there. But I don't think he's done. Do you think he's out of Tampa? Because yeah. there was yeah. a report. I mean, there was yeah. a report yesterday that like Tampa wants Tom Brady back. Oh, I'm sure they do. Does Tom Brady want Tampa back? No. Okay, so you mean it more so in like that? Yeah, respect. like Tom is he, going to exit himself. He like thanked the media for yeah, his he, time in Tampa Bay and when he was doing his press conference oh, yeah. yesterday. Like it, it was a very like I'm not coming back press conference. Yes, I guess. If I were him, I don't think I'd I'd necessarily want to leave Tampa Bay. I mean, you look at that situation next year, it's ripe for a quarterback, which I guess, I mean, the quarterback carousel going to be very interesting this, this next offseason. Um, maybe maybe it's, it, it's not actually. Maybe it just feels this way. But it feels like there's maybe more open spots this year than, than in, in, in years past, and maybe there are. Maybe because last year, you know, there wasn't really a strong rookie class of quarterbacks. There weren't, you know, two, three, four five rookies taking over starting quarterback jobs like that's opened the door for more teams needing quarterbacks this offseason but there's going to be several uh quarterbacks available potentially two pretty massive names plus a number one pick that's going to be out on the open market to be traded away uh the quarterback carousel going to be very interesting this offseason but i don't know I, I like tampa bay i mean you look if you're tom brady if you go back to Tampa, it's not like your offensive line is going to completely crumble uh, before the season even starts like it did this year. At least, you know, injury luck tells you that's not going to happen twice in a row. I mean, we've seen it happen twice in a row to the Titans, so, like, maybe it can. But, 
you know, that offensive line should be back and be healthy. And with a healthy offensive line, like the Buccaneers should be able to run the ball again. Chris Godwin, healthy for the entirety of the offseason heading into a season. Like Mike Evans still back. I mean, that should be like a, an offense that can jump right back into being, you know, a, a good unit. But I, I guess, I mean, you two both saying Tom Brady's out, both saying the press conference had Tom Brady's leaving vibes. So, yeah. If it's not Tampa Bay, is it retirement or is it another football team? Uh, to me, I mean, it just it feels like his his press conference demeanor was was not of one of like, oh man, this is my last game. It yeah. it it felt more as as like, oh like I've enjoyed my time here. Like I'm just uncertain about where my next snap will be. It's it's not like this is my last snap. I, I feel like. He probably doesn't know where he wants to go, but he's going to take his time. Maybe he does come back. and uh, I think he's just kind of laying all the cards out on the table and like, I'm just going to make the decision based on what I feel like I want to do because I'm sure um, he's going to have his you know choice of a couple of destinations. Um, there'll probably be some teams out there that maybe don't want him at this age. I mean, what, 45? Who wants a 45-year-old quarterback at this point? But he's Tom Brady, so most teams would take him. I just know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know why you'd want him anymore. Like, I don't I, know. Yeah, especially after what he showed last night. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just looked off. He didn't. He looked like he had no chemistry with his receivers. They were yeah. running different routes on forty percent of those routes. Even it's hard when you can't run the ball. Even in the year, yes. But like, okay, so even in the year that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, like physically, he was starting to to show a little signs being washed. Like he he went through a three or four week. I think it was even like a five-week span where he did not complete a pass that traveled 20 yards in the air his first year in Tampa Bay. Obviously, they pulled it together uh, and and used a combination of great defense, great skill players, and a, a beautiful mind of Tom Brady to uh, win a Super Bowl and then follow that up with a division championship. But like physically, it continues to deteriorate. I think he would need a perfect situation, and I think teams with a perfect situation probably want a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Um, well, if you're wanting to build for the future, then you're not going to go after a, a 45 going on 46-year-old quarterback. Yeah. But I think even like a, a team that's sitting there like, oh, man, we're, we're a quarterback away. Like We have a pretty win-now roster. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like that like Miami. Tom Brady. Like I would, say, I would think that <laughs> like Raiders. Miami – the Raiders? I think, like, like they Miami want someone or, Can better. Tom throw it that far downfield to Waddle and Tyree? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think he can. He I legitimately mean, cannot. Will the Raiders take a chance on him? Yeah, I think the Raiders Josh McDaniels, is the most likely and Devontae? He gets a number one receiver. Are they that ready to win, though? Does Tom Brady even care about winning another Super Bowl at this point? Is, what, does he, what does he Josh even want to do? Of course maybe. he wants to win a Super Bowl, but, like, what does he want to do? I think that he wants to retire, but he can't retire. Like I think that his his mind and his body and him his self like won't let him retire, and I think that he's gonna keep playing football until it gets to like a sad point where someone's just like, hey, like no one wants you to play football anymore. That is a good point. I feel like he's like waiting for that perfect moment, and maybe it was after the Bucks won the Super Bowl. He probably should have yeah, been I mean, done. I, I think the biggest issue is like if Tom Brady has that perfect moment, it's just gonna give him the confidence to think that it can be replicated. I can do it again. True. And he does uh, – yeah, at this point it might just be like he he just doesn't want it to quit because what, what's he going to do? Like that's his life, you know. 
I think he can pull a Peyton Manning on the Broncos, though. And if just, Tom like, Brady plays, oh, I'm sorry. No, I I, I just think he off. can he can uh, go to like. I think it's definitely going to take the right team, but I think he's definitely going to find a way to get to some contender that where he he doesn't have to do a whole lot of work himself to get to get there, and he just wants to win a couple playoff games, maybe maybe not a Super Bowl. Like I, I, I really think, think that's a pretty playoff far away games, for, like, for Brady. I just if if Tom Brady is in the NFL next year and he's a starting quarterback, where would he rank among NFL starters outside of the top twelve? Like outside of the top. 15 is that too far is he somewhere between like 12 and 16 i mean ah is he better than two attack of aloha marginally no. but he also can't deliver on the deep ball he's not better than Tua at this point is he better than Derek carr was this past year maybe he can take better <laughs> care of the ball maybe maybe but better I don't decisions. think he's more talented at this point, more skilled, no. bet, uh, better maybe. I don't think there's any quarterback in the NFL that you could say is well, like that Tom Brady is more athletic than at the moment. Like, there's right. no, well, I mean, just like skilled in yeah. general. But No, I mean, I'd take any other quarterback in terms of athleticism than Tom Brady at the moment. I mean, the names you've seen float <laughs> around, right, have been Miami, have been, well, Tennessee, <laughs> have been Las Vegas Wouldn't that be something? and have been San Francisco. What if Tom Brady went to the Titans? What we if? were very, very close to Tom Brady being a Titan before he went to the Bucks. Could have had a Super Bowl. Uh, that's yeah. an argument for a different time, but I guess we can have it now. The Titans would not have, probably not have made the playoffs with Tom Brady the year that he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. But like, y'all made the playoffs of Ryan Tannehill that year. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is an age old conversation that that goes back a while with this Andy. We I think that's more of a sentiment on the rest of your team than it would be on Tom Brady. I still think we probably would have won one. That year, statistically, Ryan Tannehill was a top three quarterback, top like three to five. The Titans' offense was statistically like the first or second best in the NFL, depending on what ma- like metrics you want to measure it by. And the Titans' defense was actively trying to hurt the Titans' offense that year. Like the Titans' defense is one of the worst things I've ever watched that season. Our third down percentage was like historically one of the worst in the history of the NFL. And because of that terrible defense like we made the playoffs by i think a game that year like we had to beat the texans on like a walk off or something in that game you hosted uh, a home playoff game right yeah to yeah. win the division like we yeah. we made it though by a game tom brady and his first year in tampa struggled pretty mightily for like weeks 2 through 8 i know but you can't take what he did with the bucks and and just say that would happen with the Titans would be a whole different. But like situation. I'm saying, like he struggled for a while with the Titans. I'm sure Ryan Tannehill had a great system that year to where Tom Brady could have thrived in there. Tom Brady had a great system. He won a Super Bowl. Well, I know, but it took. I'm, I don't know. It's just doesn't, like I'm it saying, like Tom Brady struggled. Makes sense. Well, you didn't let me finish it. Like Tom Brady <laughs> struggled for like a, a good portion of that season before the second half of the season things started to click. They started to figure things out. I mean, at one point, you know, he was holding up four fingers against the Bears after they had just lost a game. Like, that happened in that season. Mm-hmm. But the Buccaneers' defense kept his head above water and afforded him the luxury of 
like being able to work through the kinks and work through, you know, being on a new team with a new system, with a new coach, with new players, and figuring out how to make that the best possible offense. And by the time they won a Super Bowl, obviously, Bucks offense, Tom Brady were playing great football. But the Titans defense was so bad that year that I'm saying Tom Brady would not have been afforded the luxury of figuring it out. I get that. And the margin for error that year in the AFC, given how talented the AFC was, was not one where you could survive taking your lumps early. So I get that's that. what I that's what I mean. Like I'm not saying that I I guess I I guess what I'm just saying is like Tom Brady was not good enough the first half of that season where, you know, for for him to survive the playoffs for the Titans to win a Super Bowl. If he would have taken over for Ryan Tannehill week one of the playoffs, maybe the Titans do win a Super Bowl. But I'm not sure if he would have gotten there. Mm. I guess that's besides the point. Uh, Dolphins, Raiders, Titans, 49ers have been the names that have been linked to Tom Brady. Very interesting. Like you said, I mean, with the Dolphins... The 49ers, there's no way at this point. Right. With the Dolphins, it doesn't really feel like... Again, he's built to be able to play with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill because he can't throw that far. That'd be very frustrating for them. <laughs> Would be really funny. Be really crazy. Yeah, they have the, um, the two best deep threats. Two, two best deep the threats best in the league. Deep threats in the league. Quarterback that throws it like forty-eight yards. Never throws it more than ten yards in the game. Um, you do a bunch of little screen like, passes. They'd actually probably be better off getting Carson Wentz than Tom Brady at this point. I think on the Dolphins. <laughs> Tom Brady would make no sense in Miami, <laughs> but I, no I, again, like, I don't know, Stephen Ross, Tom Brady, GM, like, like they are enamored with Tom Brady. I feel like that's maybe something that could happen, but still, I don't really. I, I don't well, think about it. Tom Brady sells tickets, sells yeah. a lot of jerseys, money. Tom now Brady. for the uh, the Titans, honestly, I don't want Tom Brady just prefacing like I, I this conversation i don't want tom brady as a titan out of those four teams titans maybe do make the most sense hey you don't have a quarterback i mean that we have ryan Tannehill, who is for what five more months till he gets cut this summer i mean i don't know if ryan Tannehill is getting cut I feel like there's still a decent chance that Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback. I feel like a 45-year-old Tom Brady equals a, a 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I don't think they're all that different. I feel like Same still, money, too, pretty much. Still, the, the one thing that, like, the athleticism of Ryan Tannehill is Is he still that good of a runner? Yeah. Yeah. Better than Brady, for sure. True. I mean, everyone's better than, like... Jeffrey Simmons would be a more mobile quarterback than Tom Brady <laughs> by a pretty substantial margin. I don't know. Tom made a nice little move last night. Tannehill he was making moves. Tannehill is like still one of the better like movers out there. Like he's in the top half of quarterbacks when it comes to his movement ability. I feel like everyone can. Tom move Brady now. is at the very bottom. Like he's the worst quarterback in the NFL at this point when it comes to movement ability. A Titans offensive line. Who are the bottom five you're gonna try least to, mobile quarterbacks right bottom now? Bottom five think. least mobile quarterbacks. Matt Ryan. Kirk Cousins. Oh, I don't know. He did have that. Kirk Cousins had some good runs. <laughs> Kirk for sure. Kirk had some Kirk, decent Kirk runs, Kirk is though. great rolling out of the pocket. He did though. roll out very well this year. Tom There's Brady. Carson Wentz now. Carson huh? I don't know. He I used to be able to run. He doesn't do it much anymore. Um... 
Joe Burrow doesn't run. Joe Burrow's got some legs. Joe is Joe Shiesty's got the the pocket uh, mobility though. Yeah, that man navigates a pocket. True, he's a great pocket passer, but I'm saying like run like he hasn't run. Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Brady, um, Davis Mills. Gotta uh, be Davis Mills. Matt Ryan. Does he even count anymore? Yeah, he counts. <laughs> Andy Dalton for the uh, for oh the, man for the Saints. Good call there. Uh, who's the the fifth least? Uh, Justin Fields probably. Lamar uh, Jackson maybe. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I don't Russell know. Wilson doesn't run anymore. No. <laughs> Did, was Geno getting loose this year? <laughs> Geno's always getting. What about loose. Jared Goff? He doesn't run. Jared Goff, yeah. I mean, Rodgers used to run around. I don't think Baker. he really does anymore. Mac Jones. No, Mac he Jones. he he'll run. Mac Jones can run around. Joe Flacco. Mac Jones runs. Trevor Lawrence does. Does up. Trevor Lawrence run? Yeah, J- Trevor Lawrence runs. Uh, yeah, I know he can, but does he? No, he runs. Okay. We know Daniel Jones is a runner. Two, a does Tua run really even at, at all anymore? I don't, I don't, really I don't think, think so. Tua does. I don't think his brain lets him. Ooh. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Joe Flacco. That's what I was saying, Joe Flacco. You said Joe. Okay, perfect. I don't know. Anyway. I, put, I put Tannehill up up in the James Robinson the almost got outrushed by Trevor Lawrence this year. Not really. Like well, James yards. Robinson got traded halfway through the season and just yeah. didn't play. <laughs> I would be so mad if I was James Robinson. And now his former team just doesn't have a backup running back and is in the playoffs still. Like if I was James Robinson, I'd be like, hold up, I was like, I helped good. build this team. Yeah, I like, was good. I was very good. Doing really then I good. like completely blew out my Achilles. Still Came was good. Came all the way back to start week one and still was good. Why is no one playing me? I would be so mad. Um, but, yeah, no, I do think the Titans maybe make the most sense. I mean, you look at a team that has a win-now defense, a couple weapons to throw to, two to be exact. I mean, Chigozium and Konkwu and Traylon Burks, but you can add to that. A- and you have a, a stable – star running back like i i guess and a terrible offensive line for a 45 year old quarterback well my sentence was about to be the contingency there would be that you need to rebuild that offensive line sam thanks for cutting me off i don't want tom brady i still don't think it would be a good fit i'm just saying out of those four teams that you named or that have been named as is linked to tom brady i think two of them make absolutely zero sense the the Dolphins don't make any sense. Why would the 49ers go and do that? I mean, I guess like his childhood team, they've wanted him in the past, whatever. They've invested a ton of assets into mediocre quarterbacks to elevate their incredible roster. They don't need another. So I think like the Raiders and the Titans out of those four teams make the most sense. I guess maybe the main argument is that no team really makes a ton of sense for Tom Brady because Tom Brady shouldn't even be a starting NFL quarterback anymore. But like, if he's going to be one, the Raiders and the Titans, I guess, kind of make some sense. I don't think the Titans would sign him. I think the Raiders maybe feel most likely at this point. I don't know. It's very interesting. Any final thoughts, picks for what Tom Brady's offseason about, is about to look like? Uh, hopefully he goes to the beach a few times and maybe sees his kids here and there and takes care of himself. I would I would want him to retire honestly. <laughs> like I mean, 
I could see him taking like a year off in between football. Oh, no not way. Doing broadcasting. But like he's already he's gonna yeah, turn forty six soon. You can't take a year off when you're forty five and once come back, he does that, yeah, there's year no, off there's is no just coming retirement. back. Yeah, there's no coming back. If you take a year, yeah, you take a year off, you're that close to fifty. Like there's no way you can get back in shape that easy. Clearly, I don't. Not I don't. On the TB twelve method, Andy. I'm not on the TB twelve <laughs> method. I know he's got that secret serum, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I for one am like. I'm kind of cool with him being like, I'm done. Oh, I, please. <laughs> kind of cool with that. Kind of cool with that. Go down as the goat. Like, you, you, you're you already a, a goat. You don't have to do anything else, you know? You don't have to go play for another team. We, we got it. Pretty, 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 please retire Tom Brady. You don't have to do this anymore. No. No one is making you. You've earned retirement. Your wife has, like, divorced you. Like, your your family begged you to go on vacation in the training camp, and you did. And, like, you retired, and, like, life was good. And then you decided, you know what, I can't can't stay away from football. Like, Tom Brady, you ruined your marriage to go under 500 and get embarrassed at home in the playoffs. Please just cut it out, man. You know what Tom doesn't want to hear? Just cut it out. Tom doesn't want to hear because you didn't stay those extra weeks of training camp. You might have won that playoff game. <laughs> Sam Sinister. Just motivate him. All right, wrap it up. Hour one here on the Blitz. Vols play some hoops tonight, which, thank goodness they do. Ready to get that bad taste from the weekend out of your mouth, that's for certain. But Tennessee heading on the road, Mississippi State tonight. Got uh, got Dane on the call with uh, Hart. Good combo. Always fun. I'm sure they'll get into something strange. <laughs> Last week. Well, if it ends up being how it was. Last time Tennessee and Mississippi State played, I'm sure. I mean, last last time it was what it was. Some STD talk they got into against. I against did Mandy. not hear that. Dane, Dane Bradshaw was making some like crabs jokes. Oh, by like the second half when it was getting out of hand. <laughs> so those two always get into something. Tennessee though, they're a six six point road favorite tonight. Uh, Mississippi State, they've kind of seen some things bottom out pretty quickly for them. Uh, really, since the calendar flipped over to December, it was them barely getting past Jackson State, them barely getting past Nichols, them losing to Drake, losing to Alabama by 20 points, 19 to be exact, or maybe it was 21. Uh, then, obviously, they got embarrassed by Tennessee, got past <laughs> Ole Miss, and then have since followed that up by losing to Georgia and Auburn. It's not been good. It has not been good for Mississippi State. And and really, it's the offense that's not good. Against Auburn, I know they scored 63 points. They didn't make a three. Or a mid-range jumper. Mm. What? They didn't make a jump shot. Oh. Which makes it good. all the crazier that they somehow scored 63 points. Their offense is not good. Did not make a jump shot the entire game. What they did do, they made 21 free throws. Uh, they get to the free throw line very well. But, again, it's Tolu Smith, and it's a bunch of garbage out there. And even Tolu, a pretty one-dimensional player, 
Um, it's not going to be as easy as it was January 3rd. Yeah, that's my question. It's like, what changes from a, a beatdown like they got served in Knoxville? Like, with, uh, Clearly, they're going to be very frustrated by that and want to do better and play better. What what changes in the two-week time span? I think what changes is, is A, Tennessee can't really expect to shoot as as well as they did in that first matchup. Like That was an outlier of a shooting performance, the way that especially you started that game from the three-point line. Uh, but I think B, what changes is that you get a, a Mississippi State team that was utterly just embarrassed by that loss that is going to give you every ounce of their effort tonight at home and in a place that's you know obviously a little bit more difficult to win down at the hump than it is here in TBA. I mean, the hump not intimidating, but it's always tough to go on the Start road. Start Vegas. So I guess that's what changes. Like, you think Mississippi State probably shoots a little bit better. Not a ton better. I mean, 53 points. You know, they were lucky, honestly, that Tyler Stevenson, a guy that's typically kind of buried on their bench, came in and went 7-10 in the second half and gave him 15 points. So, I mean, I don't know if Mississippi State's offense gets a lot better. We haven't seen it get any better throughout the entirety of the season. I think Tennessee is probably still going to be really good around the rim, just like they were last time. I don't think any of that changes. Really, I just think that Tennessee makes less threes and therefore wins by less points. I yeah, know, you, I mean, I mean yeah, what, no. do you, what do you see? Different? I don't. Yeah, I feel like people might be frustrated when it's not a thirty-plus win like it was the last time. But there's no way. Yeah, the, the stakes are a lot different. Um, you're on the road this time. Harder to win on the road than it is at home. Clearly, um, you shot really well. Yeah, you, you can't. You, you, the The whole key of this season has been like you know winning games when you're not shooting well. That was kind of like the first time where you're like, all right, we shot the ball very, very well. It's hard to replicate those performances, so I, I don't think you can expect another thirty point win. It'd be great if you got it, but clearly, in a, when you play a team a second time, they've now seen you. The scouting becomes a little bit easier for Mississippi State. Um, same for Tennessee. Clearly, I mean, both teams have seen each other now for a full forty minutes, so. I think Mississippi State will maybe take what they did wrong in that first game defensively maybe, make some adjustments offensively against Tennessee's defense, and I expect, yeah, a closer game because Mississippi State, you know, for what it's worth, they're going through a bad stretch. Um, They probably still think that they, you know, and they still can have a chance at making the tournament, and a win like this would be huge for their resume and a, a huge boost for them to get back on track. Like, they need a win badly. They need a, a big win badly, and they haven't gotten it in over a month. In, in, in fact, maybe two months, or maybe ever. Um, that Marquette win is definitely their best win. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they need a win bad to get back on track, and I think they've got to see this as an opportunity to be a top-10 team at home. It's right there. It's theirs if they want to. So, um, yeah, I, I expect it to be a, a closer match. Second time around is always interesting. Second time around is always pretty interesting. I mean, again, I think like there's only so many adjustments that can be made. Yeah. Quite frankly, Tennessee just is a lot better than Mississippi State. And, you know, you talk about Mississippi State, like they, they have a, a bad taste to get out of their mouth. Like they got embarrassed. Like they had to see themselves show up on Twitter and on SEC Network and, and get talked about in the college basketball world of like, wow, look how bad Tennessee made this team look. Like Mississippi State must be awful. Like they had to hear that. They were embarrassed, I'm sure. Like they they were probably not too happy with how that went. And Chris Jans is a good motivator. You know, he's gonna get good effort out of his guys, but 
Tennessee has also got a pretty bad taste in their mouth. Last time Tennessee played basketball, we saw one of the worst efforts, really, I've seen from a Rick Barnes coach team in a while. We saw them get uh, embarrassed on, you know, from a rebounding perspective. We saw them really kind of struggle around the rim, somewhere they've been good most of the season. We saw them, you know, fail to knock down shots. There's going to be some motivation from the Tennessee side, too, I think, to get that taste out of your mouth, to cleanse the palate and, uh, this will be a big week for Tennessee. I, you know, I know Mississippi State, not really in that top tier of teams, obviously. Neither is LSU, where you play on the road Saturday. But, you know, kind of a softer start to the SEC schedule. You won some games. You got comfortable. Then you dropped that game to Kentucky. It's a big answer week. You know, how are you going to respond as a basketball team going on the road and playing two semi-decent teams in, in, in one-and-a-half tough environments? Should be interesting. Uh, should definitely be something to keep an eye on. But I don't. I don't think you're going to see any upsets tonight in this game. I don't think you're going to see any real scare in this game either. Should be one where where you take care of business. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, you just uh, you kind of just dominate. Mississippi State from a matchup perspective and from a talent perspective. Hour one of the Blitz is done. Hour two is on deck. Stay with us here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> 